This is poetic language of blessing and faithfulness and provision and future. Fatherhood is a blessing. Amen, fathers? And often blessings require something from us. We are to steward well the blessings of God. And as fathers, we are to steward well the blessing of fatherhood. As fathers, we're to rejoice in the blessing of fatherhood. Every stage of fatherhood has its blessings and its challenges. But every stage of fatherhood has its Sixteen and seventeen. It's so much easier to change a diaper than to change an attitude, right? The older I get, the and the older my children get, the greater my awareness of the temporal nature of each stage of life. Let me tell you, the worst part about getting older is that everyone else gets older too. Like if I was getting older and my kids were the same age, that's cool. If I was getting older and my grandfather was still the same age, that's cool. But the worst part about getting older is that everybody else gets older. And 
while Jesus was speaking, someone came from the synagogue leader's house. This is verse 49. Someone came from the synagogue leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him, Don't be afraid. Only believe, and she will be saved. And after he came to the house, he let no one enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was crying and mourning for her, but he said, Stop crying because she is not dead but asleep. And they laughed at him because they knew she was dead. So he took her by the hand and called out, Get up, child. Her child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he gave orders that she be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. All right, so let's talk about godly father number one, Jairus. The first thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes this morning is a godly father recognizes his need. A godly father recognizes his need. There comes a time in life when every father will experience something that we cannot fix. Every one of us, there come a point, dads, that something's going to happen that you cannot fix yourself. We like to pride ourselves on being able to fix things, or when our kids have a problem, when when they break a toy, what do they do? They bring it to daddy, right? Fix this, daddy. But there comes points and situations in life where there are things that you as a dad can't fix. I remember Carter had a one-month-old. He, he got sick. How many of you have heard this story? He, he got sick, and, and so they took him to the doctor, and um, they, they looked at him, treated him, sent him home. in his little bassinet there right beside the, the, uh, the bed and we lay down and he lays down and in a few minutes or I don't know how long it was but there was a knock on the door my mom came over and knocked on the door to come in and, and there and she came in and we looked at Carter and Carter was he was this he, he was his color was, was gone he was gray he wasn't breathing he wasn't so we rush him to the doctor seat in the back seat, Heather's in the back seat with him, we're, we're, we're driving, you know, flying to the hospital, praying for, for Carter, praying for my son, and as we get him to the, to the hospital, to the ER, they rush him into the kid's ER, and, and you know, they get an IV started in his head, and, and, and they have a hard time finding a heartbeat. sleeping in the crib in the hospital room with Carter in the crib and, and uh, at Thanksgiving in the hospital and they're 
these tests, and finally they just, on a Saturday morning, they just can't believe me. He said, I'm sorry. He said, you failed it. You've gone on. That was something I could not fix. That was something Heather could not fix. Fathers, dads, there comes moments in your life where you cannot fix it. It is vital that you have a relationship with God. Because there are things that you can't fix, but you know that you can. Ellison, again, talking about things that we can't fix, just picked Ellison. Moving on. Next point.
Jesus, and after recognizing his need, he didn't receive the help that was available. Dads, listen, we don't know it all. We are learning as we go. But as we go, it matters where we go. Go to Jesus. Go to godly people. I know it's important to feel like you have all the answers. I understand it. It's important to feel that way, but we just, dads, we know it's not true. We need help. to godly counsel and godly advice. So this morning you're taking notes. I want to give you a resource, dads, that you can to help you. It's a website. It's called allprodad.com. I want, to, I want to write it down. Put it in your phone right now. Go to the website right now so that you don't forget it. Bookmark it. Allprodad.com. I'm going to wait for you. Give me a second.
can teach them how to hit a baseball. You can teach them how to catch Pokemon. You can teach them how to dribble a soccer ball. You can teach them how to study, how to read, how to dance, how to drive, how to balance a checkbook. But if you don't teach them how to know God and make God known, how to fear God and keep his commandments, the whole duty of man, if you have not if you have not taught them that, if you have not eternally invested in your children, you have not invested life in them. Set the godly example. Make spiritual deposits into their life. Let your love be genuine. Let them see a godly man at church and a godly man at home. Because if the man they see at home isn't the man they see at church, they're not going to believe the man they see at church is really godly. And they're not going to believe the man at home is really godly. Let them see a godly man at church. Let them see a godly man at home. A godly man gives his children what can satisfy spiritual hunger. That's the investment. Jairus was a godly man. He took his family to church. He served
7.1%. It's the highest percentage of any generation measured in the economy. This is part of the spiritual battle. What 
it looks like to honor your wife. So if you're taking notes this morning, I would encourage you to write these down because these are super helpful. Honor your wife, honor her maritally. What does that mean? Establish right priorities. Be a one-woman man. Don't flirt with other ladies. Don't look at pornography. Don't take your wedding ring off when you go out of town. It's the same size it was. I'm fat. Right? Right? Amen, Pastor. You're a big one. Right? Every night I have to go to the bathroom, put soap on my finger so I can take my ring off. Every morning I force it on.
the house at different times, but even then, if we leave the house at different times, I still pray over each one of them before they leave the house. We get together and we pray. If we're all leaving at the same time, we get together and huddle and we pray, and I pray over our family every morning. again, you are in a spiritual fight against the enemy and the enemy is in a spiritual fight against your children. Take a stand, be prepared, fight the fight as a father. Be strong. This man in the crowd, this second man, he, what we learn from him is that a godly father takes his children to Jesus. Godly father takes his children to Jesus. A godly father recognizes that Jesus is the answer. A godly father doesn't give up when it seems like the prayers aren't working. A godly father carries his children to the feet of Jesus. Listen, dads, until you give your children to Jesus, you are giving your children to the devil. Until you give your children to Jesus, you are giving your children to the devil. Church matters. Prayer matters. Scripture reading matters. Integrity matters. Worship matters. Some of you this morning, you're beginning to feel a bit overwhelmed. You're like, well, I got to provide for financially. I got to work hard. I got to invest my time and energy. I got to go to the ball field. I've got to pick up a game controller. I got to honor my wife. And I got to go to church. And I got to be a spiritual leader in my home. Yes. That's what I mean. And in your own strength, that may seem impossible. And in your own strength, that is impossible. But there is hope. Because a godly father, I'm taking notes, a godly father gets help from the heavenly father. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? A good father, right, we've been talking about a godly father, but a good father does his best to be a good father. Jesus knows that any father worth his salt does what he can to provide for his children. A good father does what's best does his best to be a good father, to lead his children well. But Jesus says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, know how to be a good father to your children, how much more does the heavenly father know how to give good gifts to his children? Jesus hears us the best gift that the heavenly father gives his children is the Holy Spirit. A good father does his best to be a good dad, but a godly father asks for the Holy Spirit help. So you're doing your best, but you're feeling overwhelmed. You're trying to be a good dad. You're trying to honor your father or honor your wife, trying to lead your children, trying to provide for them physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you're tired. You don't want anybody to know you're tired, but you're tired. Jesus has a word for you. Ask your heavenly father to send help. Ask your heavenly father to send you Holy Spirit help. 
Spirit is the helper, the comforter. That word is used by Jesus in, in John's gospel. The word descriptor in Greek literally means one who goes alongside. One who comes up right next to you, lifts you up, and carries you when you can't keep going on. The Holy Spirit goes alongside of us as But if we ask the Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit will help us be better dads. So seek out the Holy Spirit moments. You may be a good dad. There are, I know a lot of good dads. I see, I see folks on Facebook and they'll share pictures of their families or with their kids and in their kids. They take them out fishing. They take them to the ball field. But unless, dads, you have invested in your children spiritually, you are not a godly Say, Pastor, 
Pastor, I want to be that godly father. I want to be a good dad. I want to be involved in, in my kids. I want to love my life, my wife well. But I don't want to just be a good dad and a good husband. I want to be a godly dad and a godly husband. If that's you this morning, just where you're seated, just lift your hand up right where you're at. I want to, I want to be praying for you this week. Say, that's me, Pastor. I don't want to just be a good dad. I want to be a godly dad. I, I do. My hand's up. Amen. Amen. And so, God, I pray for these men. I pray for these men that they would be, that they would be strengthened in the Lord and in the power of his might. That they would be dads of character, dads of integrity, dads of honor. But not just good dads, but godly dads. Dads, if you desire prayer this morning for your family, maybe you want to go get your family. You want to bring them in for prayer. I believe that that's appropriate this morning. sing this morning, I want you to know you're welcome to come, and I invite you and encourage you, and I'll pray for you, we'll pray for you, and we'll trust God and believe God. Would you stand? Let's sing this together.